Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and welcome to show 74, where we'll scrape up as much Raider news as we possibly can this time of season. So let's get into it right now. We're going to have little shouts out to the Raider Nation podcast forum. We're also going to hit the Frapper map. And here's a little bit of news. Linebacker Keith Adams has been signed by the Carolina Panthers. So no need for the Raiders to talk about this guy any longer. Today's stories will be Raiders working on the D. I think that's truly going to happen. The Silver and Black Shrouds of Secrets. Yes, this is not the next Harry Potter book. It's a story about what's happening with the Oakland Raiders early in the season. So far, it's pretty bizarre. Go figure the draft. It's a crapshoot, everybody. People get so emotional about that. I can hardly believe it. You know, I do too. I get wrapped up a little myself, but hey, it's a crapshoot. It's like rolling the dice. It's like pulling the slot machine arm. It's like anything that is anything that is possibilities. And that's just the what it is. So, let's get on to the story of the draft. It's a crapshoot. Most of the story was written by Matt Mayonico from the Press Democrat. So I want to kind of give you some of his ideas and some of my ideas. But that's where the primary story comes from. With the NFL draft approaching... You'll be reading and hearing a lot of comments from coaches and executives on about how NFL prospects will be going to this team and to that team and to every other team. Consider this a public service announcement. The statements you hear or read from NFL clubs could possibly be lies. Well, no doubt, no one's going to tell anybody their super secret plans. These teams pay huge dollars to check out these these personnel acquisitions. There's people flying all over the country. There's a lot of money invested and time as well, and they're not going to give away their secrets. So uh, uh, Cleveland's general manager, Phil Savage, says, you never know what's true or what's false. Well, that's a great wise statement. I know this is nothing new, Raider Nation, because the Raider fan is probably the best educated in football. But I have to share this with you because some of these things are pretty funny. Perhaps nobody played the deception game as terrible as the 49 coach Mike Nolan, who maintained the mystery surrounding the number one pick for last season, who it possibly could be. Boy, it's a 50-50 chance. It's always a 50-50 chance with these teams on anybody. But in this particular case, Nolan was talking about Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Who would it be? Who could it be? I personally think myself they made a mistake, and I'm happy for it. They can stick Adam Alex Smith right back there every single time. I love the fact that he's playing for the Niners because I truly think Aaron Rodgers is a much better choice for quarterback, and we'll see that in Green Bay, I'm sure, very soon. But anyways, the 49ers also brought in receiver Brylin Edwards and cornerback Antrell roll into their facility to meet with the media and create more confusion the weeks before the big day. So they're playing this whole thing up. It's pretty incredible how much time they take to throw this shroud of, you know, secrecy or the mystery pick. So anyhow, 
the 49ers own the, the number six pick, and who the hell knows, and really, really who the hell cares who they pick with that, because I could really care less, because I think we'll beat their ass this year in preseason, and certainly during the season, it has all about the pride in this game. The Raiders might be one of the few teams not to flood the market with half-truths or deceptions or flat-out lies. Teams, coaches, and executives, most only Al Davis, do not say anything about their draft-eligible players. They don't say who they're going to pick. They really don't say anything about anyone in particular, not to put anybody's finger on anybody in particular. And this goes, you know, I'm going to kind of go off on a tangent because this isn't in the article, but I remember that with the draft when they drafted John Vela, when they drafted John Vela, I remember Coach Madden. Coach Madden said in an article in the newspaper that John Vela was probably the best lineman that he has ever seen. And right then, his agent called up Al Davis and said, Gee, you think he's the best lineman you've ever seen? Boom. And Al Davis kept kept, kept talking to a John Vela about that. Every time he saw him, he'd kid with him and say, Boy, if it wasn't for Madden, you wouldn't be making any money at all. That's pretty funny, but that's how it goes, and that's what the secrecy is about mainly. It's about saving money. They don't want to telegraph their intentions. The next thing you know, if they telegraph their intention, the agent for the player that's in question now is going to call everyone that could possibly have even thought about having him on their roster and talk about how this particular team is, has very a lot of interest in him, and you better get him while you can. Driving the price up. Of course, their attorneys, what more can I say? So, just in this, let me just tell you, this is a perfect example at the end of the article of what I'm talking about with the draft because it's all about this statement right here. This is what happens. We are going to draft Lorenzo White. We were going to draft Lorenzo White in 1988, said Buffalo General Manager Marv Levy who coached for the Bills for 12 seasons, but somebody else took him. So we had we were stuck with this guy named Thurman Thomas instead. So what that tells me and what it should tell you, Raider fan, you really don't know in the draft not only who they're going to pick, but here's the more interesting of the two things is how good the player is going to turn out. No doubt, we've picked two linebackers in the first round. They've both been turkeys. Ferguson, I believe, was one guy, and Harris was another guy. So I can't say much about the draft other than it's a crapshoot. Get over it. Don't get too emotional about it. Of course, you'd like to see some key players or at least an attempt at making a good draft. So, you know, what more can I say? Okay, moving right along let's get into the shroud let's get into the shroud of secrecy because that is something that I'm totally blown away about this is an article that was written by Jerry McDonald and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll just read it. I won't read it word for word, but I'll paraphrase it because i got to throw my own stuff in here too. As you know, the Oakland Raiders are engaged in a covert operation at 1212 Harbor Bay Parkway, which is their facility here in Alameda. 
It's extremely sensitive material with security clearance granted to those chosen few who wear silver and black and know the secret passwords that has something to do with the greatness of a certain organization that has a commitment to something far beyond 13 and 35 for the past three seasons. Curious about the Raiders? Are you? Are you curious about what Arbshell is up to in his new team? Forget about it. They're not letting you in. Media has been shut out of the few first go-arounds for the Oakland Raiders team. Uh, the Raiders are far too busy with the on-field instruction to bother with something as unimportant as giving their fans an idea of things that are going to be happening for their Raider Nation and would consider plunking down their hard-earned money for season ticket seats in the post-PSL era. In other words, the fans, of course, are going to be in the dark, but they're expected to pay money for seats in the Coliseum. Well, you know what? It's, it sounds, in this, if this article, if you weren't a fan of the Oakland Raiders, it would make sense. But really, if you're a real Raider fan, uh, then it really doesn't matter because you're just looking for the next great game and the next great tailgate. And uh, do you know why? Because we can. Okay, on that note, we'll move on with this little article. It will have to be left up to the imagination to determine how well the team is gelling, what's going on, how well the team's process of coming together is going to be, because there is no, no media access, no interviews, and therefore no clue on what is happening inside the Raiders organization. But they put the finger at distractions. They don't want all the distractions of the media. Well, it's not like the Raiders have won a Super Bowl last year and they have the media all over them. However, we are very media savvy and the media is drawn to the Raiders just for the fact that we are, yes, the Raiders. And in the next few days, uh, you won't be reading anything about how quarterback Aaron Brooks falls on uh, Marcus Tuiasosopo hits Andrew Walter and they all fall to the ground creating an injury. You won't hear about it. You won't hear about how Andrew Walters out through both Brooks and Tuiasosopo because nobody was there to see it. The scalary scale says Brooks scalary scale, excuse me, says Brooks should be the starter and the opener and the number 1 for the competition's sake. Well, I think he'll do pretty good. When Brooks was signed, the Raiders never even bothered to set up a conference call, a common occurrence among most media-shy teams. Uh, so they wouldn't even set up a call on the phone to set up some kind of uh, dialogue with the media. Have you all noticed? We haven't heard nothing from Brooks. There was no big media event. There was no cavalcade of stars like they did when uh, Shell was hired. Of course, there was no Camelcata stars when Walsh was hired because he's a loser. Anyways, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Another Wal the other Walsh offensive coordinator, okay, he never spoke to the media either. Matter of fact, there's not even a picture of him on the Oakland Raiders website. So even if you ran into him at the supermarket, you have no clue what his profession might be or that he is running the team that you know and love so much. That's kind of a weird thing, I think. Well, still, it's nice to know that the quarterbacks and receivers think what to think of the man that's supposed to put a change in, in, in this anemic attack. Warren Sapp said that uh, Aaron Brooks should be doing a pretty good job. And 
you know, that's about all you hear. Maryland's biggest fan, running back Lamar Jordan, was conspicuous in his support of Maryland's run to the NCAA champion in women's basketball. Well, he was there. So, uh, but no one was saying anything. He didn't say anything. So what do you do about that? Nothing. So even though the, the Raiders in minicamp have all these shining stars like Randy Moss and, and, and you have Jackie Slater as a coach, there's all these dynamics that are happening. Gallery. Um, how is the team coming together in Shell's new Nesta situation, Nesty's offense? Okay. I just, I just wonder why this cone of silence comes over everything and has started ever since the Shell hiring occurred. Maybe it was because all the media was drawn to the Raiders for so long on the coach hunt and subsequently on the offensive coordinator job. I don't know, and I, I can't even pretend to imagine, but it certainly is weird that there is no media coverage and nothing even on the Raiders' website, which I think is anemic in itself, if I, if I may say so. Perhaps I should shut my mouth because if they had a decent site, people wouldn't come to the Raider Nation podcast and check out Raider Greg's takes. But I digress. Let me just to say this. The Oakland Raiders are doing themselves no favors by not allowing at least some insiders, JT the Brick or somebody else who's very Raider friendly, to dictate very scripted things about what's happening with the Raiders and how their season seems to be coming around this early. I would like to see something about how Tom Walsh and Art Shell get along and their new and their new game plan, scheme plan, something. That's what this fan would like to see, and that's all else I'm going to say about this silver and black shroud of secrecy. Yeah, I'd like to get in there and check it out myself. <laughs> Okay, the Raiders working on the D, and the Raiders are working on the D. And you know what I said at the beginning of the season, before the draft, before free agency even, I remember coming up and saying the Raiders really should put a lot more into their defense this season because I don't see that there's so many needs on offense. The defense could use a couple of key players and really keep us in a lot of games um, that we didn't stay in last season. Okay, so the Raiders working on the D, and I'm so glad. <sighs> okay, here we go. Not, not that I'm grasping at straws here, but with the signing of Lance Johnstone, the defensive end that played last season with the Minnesota Vikings, after leaving the Raiders, who picked him in the second round in 1996, he left in 2000. He left the Raiders in 2000. Why? No one seems to know. But many were questioning the move. That's for sure. He's older but wiser, and I feel he's a great addition to Derek Burgess on the other end. He's a great sack leader. He's a tough competitor, and he's not very injury prone because he plays consistently. With a career total of 70 sacks and 366 tackles, he is the only beginning to what I think is a new direction for the Raiders organization. And this is what I think, and I've been thinking it all along. 
Here's the plan. The plan here now is to complete our defense, bring the nastiness back to the Oakland Raiders with key players at linebacker and defensive tackle, principally at defensive tackle where it's our weakest place. We should shore that up quickly with a strong guy. I don't know who, but we should make it happen. We could use another safety. However, our defense, our defense, our defense is what the nasty has remembered from the past. Our defense used to make other teams afraid. The offensive line of everyone exception of, with the exception of the Steelers was terrified to play the Oakland Raiders, and it was the defense that made it happen. I think you know about the nastiness of the Raiders of old, and it was the defense. It wasn't it was and continued to be throughout all the years. We better nasty up our D if you want to pick up any players, because I'll tell you right now that the Raiders organization needs to focus on the defense because the offense is pretty pretty well set with the exception of some a couple of spots. Our defense last season was not very good, but it rose to the occasion. Okay? We're not gonna pick up and we're not gonna pick up a linebacker in the first round. Because of Fredrickson or Harris, both picks were in the first round, and they were losers. There are plenty of good linebackers in the draft this season. I mean plenty. We need a strong defensive tackle. Najante Nagata, six foot four, 335 pounds of screaming muscle, ready to pursue anybody that gets in his way and destroy the other team by himself. He's a big, strong dude. If we do a couple of things on the defense, the team will look great. The Oakland Raiders' defense has needed to have some teeth for some time. In the past three seasons, we've seen the reason why a defense is necessary. I thought for sure when Ryan had his first season with the Oakland Raiders, it would be his last. But towards the end of the year, he improved his play and has been improving it ever since. I have a lot of faith in Rob Ryan and his defense, and I feel that it will go a long, long way to bringing us to our next Super Bowl victory. And I think it's time to make some moves on defense now. And I know Al's always liked this end of the ball. No matter what anybody says, he had to have to build such awesome defenses in the past. So I believe the direction of the Oakland Raiders will be defense, and that's about that. And I will say this, too, on that note, that the Oakland Raiders will come back to the nasty, and it won't be, and I'm telling you, it will not be on the offensive side of the ball. It will be totally on the defensive side of the ball, and we will be victorious. Okay, Raider Nation, I want to see you guys in the forum now. Let's check it out. Okay, let's see what we got here. Got some guys coming in. Okay, here comes Raider Dave. It talks about Lance Johnstone. Raiders have just signed ex-Raider and ex-Viking now, Lance Johnston, to a two-year deal. Uh, he's a 10-year veteran, and he's not really slowed down too much. I agree with you. 
I think it's a good move, and so do I. And especially on third down plays with Burgess and Johnston on the corners, we'll have a lot of pressure from the sides. I think so, too. Great comment. Raider Dave, yes, thank you so much. I agree totally. I just said that. And we need a big defensive tackle up the middle. And then uh, our DBs can have a little bit of room and relax a little bit and not have to worry about the quarterback having so much doggone time to throw the ball. It'll make our whole defense shore up, man. I'm telling you, that's what we need. Okay, Tokyo, Japan, outpost of the Raider Nation. Okay, Robert Moorhead comes in. I haven't talked to you for a while, Robert. Okay, here we go. Thanks for the hardcore link. Yes, if you look at our site, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com, on the first page there's a a link to hardcore and a little history about who he is and uh, what happened to him. So check it out. Check out his picture. You'll know who he is. Once you see him, you'll know exactly who he is. Many thanks for the front end center picture. Of course, the link is wonderful. Obit piece on uh, Dan Hardcore Shasher, <laughs> excuse me, Sacker, and the kind of words about him. Of course, the tailmates won't be the same without him. Hardcore die the way he lives, selflessly helping others, and that's for sure. Hardcore uh, legacy lives on in the painted faces of all the kids in the nation. That's for sure, man. This guy was very cool. He was a gentle giant. He had a fierce look on him. He looked really fierce when he was getting down on that other team. But uh, he's a pretty cool dude. And uh, anyways, Robert put together some... Uh, Pictures of him in the past few years at RaiderNation.net. Just follow the link to the front page, and you guys will be able to check that out. So he talks about Art Shell, and uh, <laughs> I don't even want to go into what he said about Art Shell, but I agree with you 100%. Tim Moe. Chiefs. Chiefs. Raider Greg, you are the man, I must say. I have not been misspelling Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, I've been using chefs strategically. Remember that commercial a while back and that had a football stadium painter painted the field and they realized that he did chefs instead of chiefs. <laughs> then it goes, hungry. Why wait? Grab a Snickers. And everyone buys a Snickers. Oh, that's pretty funny. So he started to use the the, chi the chefs and then the Chefs fan said, shut up, they're Chiefs. <laughs> the Chefs sound stupid. And then I thought, good. That's very funny, Timo. That's very funny. I remember that commercial. I like that commercial. Anyways, Ritter Nation, thank you for tuning in to the Ritter Nation podcast. I'm still a little rusty, trying to get back on it. But, uh... That's about all I got to say about this. I hope everyone has a happy and safe Easter. And if it's not, if this uh, podcast is not until after Easter, well, I hope you had a happy Easter. Um, thank you, Raider Nation, for your support. Thank you for checking out our site. And continue to check it out. Don't forget the Frapper Map. Thank you to Randall Olson, of course, the master here, the master blaster on the PC. He rocks. And, of course, my wife, Charmaine, and my kids. And all the Raider Nation. This is Raider Craig, and I am out.